0: You're curious enough that people can teach you so much and that you can grow so much as a result of these interactions with people. And I think that's the most exciting part of working with people and talking to them on a daily basis. Kind of, you know, learning about their stories, their passions, their um, outlooks on the world. But also, for me, a very cool thing is learning about yourself through these conversations.
1: Listening to the Sustainability Issue, a podcast about sustainable fashion and mindfulness. It is about calling out the worst practices of the fashion industry, the things that have led to the devastating impact fashion has on the natural environment and the human lives involved in the process. It is also about the people within the industry who are driving the change for the better. And finally, it is about you about reconnecting to our nature as human beings and realizing the big impact our everyday actions have on the world around us. I'm Desi Gurgeva, I'm so happy that you're here and let's dive right in! Dear friends, over the past two seasons, the sustainability issue has often been featured as Top Podcast in its category with guests such as Ursula de Castro, Sadhguru, and so many more, which is incredible and I thank you so much for making this happen together with me. In this season 3, we're going to dive deeper into the topic of mindfulness. Because mindfulness, when applied to business, makes any industry more sustainable, and I know we're all here to ultimately make this world better than we found it. Mindfulness is a topic very dear to my heart and central to my work, and it touches everything we do as human beings on this planet. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Today, I'm very excited to welcome Milica Spirit to the podcast. Milica hails from Serbia, but she moved to Milan, Italy for her business studies about 10 years ago. Afterwards, she moved to Vienna for her master's, where I was lucky to meet her and call her a dear friend ever since. Milica has built an impressive career in talent acquisition. She is passionate about diversity and inclusion and a proud feminist. She's very passionate about music as well. She's a wonderful singer and spoiler alert, I made her sing a little something at the end of this episode. Milica has done a ton of inner work in the ears since I've known her as well, which led us to having super meaningful conversations recently that I so wanted to share with this community. And so without further ado, let's jump right into my conversation with Milica. Millie, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Desi. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm... so happy that you agreed to do this. <laughs> I'm so happy you have. <laughs>
0: I don't know why I'm here. Uh, I think probably just because I'm your friend.
1: <laughs> no, not at all. And uh, let's make this very clear. You're one of my closest friends. And uh, I came up with this idea and I'm so happy that you agreed because no, you're not just one of my best friends, but you're such an inspiring intelligent educated wonderful person in so many ways and i've been just very inspired to watch you grow in uh, the last few years that we've been very close friends and so i thought it would be super nice to
0: share some of our conversations (laughs) definitely i mean we've done this so many times over and at my place mostly (laughs) over some wine and so on that yeah um love it if we can share some of it yeah
1: and it's always so nice to so nice to talk to you and i think we do share many things but also there are many things that are very unique to you to your path your personality that are super super interesting and you've also been very much into mindfulness recently and you've been exploring different things so and you've been such an inspiration for that yeah a huge part of it is you but yeah thank you so much i'm very excited i'm excited as well and I suggest you give a quick intro about yourself and uh, where you come from, your background and what you do now. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, definitely. So my name is Milica or how most of my friends here call me Mili shortly. Um, I'm originally from Serbia, from Belgrade. And I, when I was around 19 years old, I moved to Milano to do my business studies at Bocconi and then i moved here for my boyfriend at the time and for our master program strategy innovation management control where we met <laughs> where we met actually yes lucky
1: lucky uh life event
0: <laughs> yes yeah that's how it works we'll talk about that <laughs> but um yeah and and um i think even before i finished i started working in hr which was by chance And I'm still there, more specifically in, well, uh, talent acquisition or recruiting. And I've been focusing on tech mostly in the beginning, which has started to change recently, but like how I like to say it is is trying to find awesome people to do cool things and find, you know, um, fulfillment in the process. So, yeah, I think that's that's that. I'm passionate about music, about people, about diversity, equality, you know that. And, um, yeah, that's that's me.
1: <laughs> yeah. We've talked about you working with people and how you ended up in this sphere. <clears throat> and you say that it was kind of by chance, but also that the work kind of chose you because you like working yeah. with people and you're a very social person. So what is it that you like that inspires you of working with people?
0: Yeah, Yeah, I, I like to say that because well, because of my story, right? I, I don't know if it's the same for everyone. But for me, definitely, if I look back, I didn't really ever think of ending up in HR or, or this area of business. Um, and, and a lot of things had to align and like I had to meet these exact people and have these exact experiences to reach where I am right now. So I think it has been really cool and I'm very happy to to be here and people Yes, I mean, I am very social, people have always fascinated me and I've always been surrounded by people and still am. So, yeah, maybe that's why I also felt like I can connect easily with people and read them and their feelings and so on. Um, Or or some traumas have to do into that, but yeah, you know, (laughs) we have to go there. (laughs) Why not? You can go there if you want. Let's see how it develops. Um, but I think um, if you're if you're curious enough that people can teach you so much and that you can grow so much as a result of these interactions with people. and I think that's the most exciting part of working with people and talking to them on a daily basis, kind of you know learning about their stories, their passions, their um, outlooks on the world, but also, For me, a very cool thing is learning about yourself through these conversations, right? Like, think biases that you have, breaking the stereotypes. um, I I don't know. um, Finding out things that you like that you didn't even know you liked uh, through people's, you know, um, Mm. through people talking about it and through their eyes. So it's quite, quite cool. And um, in this moment of connection, that you have with people mm-hmm. and the relationship that can develop after that connection mm-hmm. is
1: mm-hmm. really it, magical. It is so interesting because you have to interview people very often and then yeah. like decide and you know, all about them and kind of judge also. Do you want to share how you overcome bias? Because this is such a big topic like right now and it's yeah. so important. And But then again, it is people involved. So there is never a perfect... Um, decisions so I don't know how do you do it do you listen
0: to your gut what do you do <laughs> I think um, in the beginning I very much listened to my gut but that's again like in recruiting we try to not have decision based decisions based on I feel because mm-hmm. it shouldn't be like that that is literally subjective and that is the bias mm-hmm. so how I try to do it is well first of all I write everything down and then I have to reflect a bit on the interview right after, because you forget so many things. If someone has left a bad impression, you can't really go back and see like, oh, but why did this actually happen? And I had recently uh, an an example where I interviewed a candidate and he was not really listening to me while I was presenting the, the company. He didn't ask me any questions about the position because from what I got from him was, ah, you wouldn't know the answers anyways because you're just a recruiter. Mm. And I think my... Or a woman. Or a woman. I don't know. But but my ego was was a bit hurt, right? And Mm. I realized immediately that this might be also a bias. So Mm. I went on and I wrote to my colleagues, like, can someone help me brainstorm this Mm. so we see what happened here? And a lot of them were like, yeah, it doesn't seem like a cultural fit for us. Like, we want someone who you know, is in general very open and 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 nice and so on. But then one of my colleagues brought a very interesting um, topic into this. And she was like, yeah, but, you know, we have neurodivergent people and, and people with ADHD that need to, I don't know, fidget or do something so that they are actually concentrated on you. So maybe he was actually listening to you, but he needed to, you know, this yeah, way to be yeah. focused on um, what you're mm-hmm. saying. Then I was like, okay... Um, how we can do this is introduce another set of eyes. So I moved him over to the next interview and um, it was still a no mm-hmm. but I didn't reject him yeah. because of this Yeah, because of your bias feeling, in my or own feeling. Or even your
1: maybe feeling of uh, you know your, yourself being kind of not hurt Exactly, but, you know, but my yeah, ego was in hurt. In a way, yeah. hurt ego, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's a, that's a, an amazing thing actually. I was very impressed when you told me this story and yeah, it's very cool that these things and your work environment actually makes you reflect on yourself in this way.
0: Yeah, this is very important. But um, yeah, that's that's people. But I think if you're also in this, especially in this part of the the HR uh, journey, so to say, mm-hmm. you. At the end of the day you influence or change people's lives quite a lot right this is also very exciting like you spend so much of your time at work and when you find someone who matches like the exact Mm -hmm. job and they're happy this is amazing Mm -hmm. and um since i moved what is it nine months now to internal recruiting so recruiting for the company that i work for i'm very excited to see um, you know, you, you get to meet these people, you get to see them perform and thrive and grow with this mm. job. So I'm very oh, curious about that, that because yeah. then
1: you kind of have your person that you kinda yeah. influence their life and yeah, close yeah. by. It's super nice. Exactly. And yeah. we touched already on the topic of um, women because the industry, industries that you've worked in are very male dominated. Mm. Mostly you've been in the tech industry. Yeah. And uh, how is it? As a woman, and also um, what you observe for women in this industry.
0: Mm. Um, I mean, it's a loaded question, because like, I think it really depends on, let's say, the part of the world that we're talking about. If we, you know, think of European, of the European Union or the United States. Then we are we have moved somewhere maybe mm. a little bit, um, but I think we are nowhere near close to everything being great and yeah. you know roses and flowers and whatever. Um, and um, I mean there 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 are two kind of points here. One is what is still happening and what are we still fighting. And the second one would be uh, why is it so important that we actually fight it, right? Yeah. And I think. Also, we will not see any permanent change until the behavior and the mindset and the beliefs of the people are fundamentally
1: Mm. changed.
0: Because, you know, we can put um, quotas on how many, I don't know, uh, women you're going to hire and things like that. But if people don't believe in this, at the end of the day, they're going to feel like it's pushed on them. Mm -hmm. And um, at the moment, I think for just like the context so we are still fighting so to say things that or or you know that they come from from economic practices essentially that are thousands years old right this has been going on for a really very long time a few thousands (laughs) (laughs) exactly and uh, uh it's really hard to 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 break this i mean women are still Paid, we are not paid the same yeah. um money for the same job uh, a sad a very sad global rule of thumb is 60 per, so a woman is is worth 60 65 percent of what man is right. um, which is it's yeah. very very unfair it, uh, <clears throat> I, mean, <laughs> I mean yeah it's not it's, it's not normal it's um, not
1: it's yeah. ridiculous that we are still.
0: And then, yeah. of course, <laughs> besides that, we have the motherhood penalty. And um, I, if we talk about if we talk about Germany and Austria, I uh, looked up some numbers. <laughs> Do you want to share more about then what is the no- motherhood penalty? Um, yeah, so it's basically the the decrease in um, salary for based on uh, if you've given mm-hmm. birth or if you're a mother or or not and um, in austria or in austria and germany so as soon as you give birth it goes down by 85 percent and then um since we have like long maternity to 80 85 of what it used to be so yeah it goes not, down not by right <laughs> okay no 85 percent is it's 85 percent lower than, it, than it was just after birth what yeah uh, but this is for, uh, for the time you have a- exactly. So okay, this is immediately okay. after mm-hmm. the baby. Okay, that mm-hmm. that that is okay, and, and this is also based on like long maternity leaves that mm-hmm. we have in Austria, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Germany, mm-hmm. and that the, there is no child support at all, right, mm-hmm. until up mm-hmm. until they go yeah. Yeah. to to school. Um, and but I think the even worse thing is that after ten years. Mm-hmm. The salary is still 51% lower this in Austria is so and 61% so I was not aware of these numbers. Yeah. This is crazy. And Germany and Austria are the worst, I guess, in Western Europe. So, okay, okay we have Sweden and Norway that are uh, very high on mm-hmm. that list. Uh, US and UK are middle, but Germany and Austria are really bad at well. this. <laughs> it's crazy. And... Um, I mean there are still so many other problems right we have so men still have the monopoly over capital and I think if we are in the startup and VC world and so on we know uh, we know who has the money who gives the money and who they give it to Um, there were some numbers about how much is invested in women I mean
1: I think my numbers are from three to four years ago but it was an insane number something like two percent or something of VC money that goes to women it's it's crazy so I'm pretty sure it hasn't changed very
0: dramatically in the last few years no I don't think so and that's that's a big problem and this is also historical right women were not even allowed to have any property or having bank cards up until like 50 years ago or Mm -hmm. something like that and I think even on top of that um, and what adds to the to the whole problem is the the so so they call this a stereotype threat. So, basically, women are not good at with numbers, with math, with data, science, etc. Right, and um, this this mostly leads then to these problems that we see and that we that you mm-hmm. mentioned in the beginning, the male dominated industries where.
1: Yeah, for example, oh, let's talk, say engineering, like there is like a less women, but why are there less women? This is the question, like, is it because of something with women, if mm-hmm. some difference between the genders, or is it just because it's been believed for some time that uh, women are somehow worse with this, and so mm-hmm. it's harder for women to get
0: into a new university like this? Maybe they, I don't know. So. What I remember, so from the from what I've read, is that um, I, I think I, I told talked to you about this that it was I think Harvard, where they introduced more female professors. One they mm. put a quota on that you have to call out um, both female and male students the same amount because mm. male professors would call out more male students and. Part of their uh, grade is participation in class. And this whole environment is what makes it hard for them to stay in this. Mm -hmm. It's not that they can't get in or get good grades, but it's the whole environment that doesn't make it um, as easy for them as it does for for men. And then they drop out or they switch majors or, you know, so um, there's a lot of this. But there's also just a plain, you know, I think economists, um, they... Again, we discussed this. They believe in this um, invisible hand still. So basically, mm. if women were good at economics, they would have sorted themselves in this mm. industry or field. Mm. But since they're not good enough, they're just not there. Such and this is really BS. <laughs> and um, or we also had these examples with our friends, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to grow, you know, have thicker skin and, and grow some balls and um, kind of be more like your main male colleagues, talk more and mm-hmm. be more assertive and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Which is again, um, completely stupid. You know, I mean, why would you? Yeah, the question is, do we need to adjust
1: or do we need to adjust the working environment and the working culture? Exactly,
0: yeah, of course, the, the latter. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, humble mm-hmm. opinion at least. Um, Or, I don't know, I mean, women are also still, um, you know, they experience a lot of sexism. Some of them experience SA or um, some kind of just inappropriate jokes, inappropriate um, talks, (laughs) so to say. And and, and there is also this kind of... um, band of of brothers or whatever rituals that they have, like, you know, men go with their clients to a strip club, or in in, uh, Asia, they have this uh, ritual of going to karaoke bars and getting completely obliterated, and kind of, that's that's the thing, and some women just don't want to, like, participate in this, and also, why would you? Yeah. (laughs) Is this necessary? I mean...
1: Mm. I remember being in a situation like with, I don't know, 10 middle-aged men Mm. and then obviously like there is some sort of um, you know, after work and the happening, but depending on like the uh, group, it does make you in the end feel uncomfortable, you know, just like sharing the space and like all the inside jokes and everything that's happening in this kind of like boys club.
0: Boys club, exactly.
1: um, Yeah if you don't have like gender equality in the room in the end like it's just not gonna
0: happen no and and that's actually so uh, also like going back to the question of why we don't have more women in these fields it's it's a it's a, um how do you say that like a vicious circle right so mm. we have we want to create a more uh, gender balanced environment or um we, we want to introduce more gender balance in general mm-hmm. to decrease this toxicity, mm. but we can't make women stay because of the toxic yeah, environment. Yeah, exactly. And then we're in this loop of how do we do it? Well, we have to introduce proper measures, and mm. we have to hold people accountable for, accountable for their behavior. We have to make sure that we have like this is this is okay, this mm. is absolutely not okay, and people. Uh, you know, have to have consequences for yeah. for these not be good yeah. behaviors.
1: In a lot of the startups, we actually both worked in. There was... A, it's not funny at all, but there was a sexism jar where guys had to throw in some money when they were being sexist. And, like, I, I'm pretty sure it was, like, full of, uh, you know, <laughs> money. <laughs> it's just... It was... It, it was and it was taken as a joke but it's it's actually not uh funny you know um doesn't matter if you are young or you know inexperienced like it's still
0: yeah but especially if you're young and inexperienced you really don't know how to um how to react to this mm-hmm. and um what is okay what is not okay yeah, you don't yeah, know like yeah, if it's your yeah. first job how how yeah. would you know yeah. So, yeah. And so what do we do about this? Uh, I think, um, I mean, we all need to, I think we all have to have responsibility, mm. you know, each and every one of us to try to make our um, companies, if you work in a company mm-hmm. or our, um, in our daily lives, to to make the environment in general more um, inclusive and more equitable. Mm. right? And um, I mean, I think in in recruiting at least, and in HR we are at the at the forefront of making sure that we are, you know, mm. that the, that we are having yeah. enough yeah. of diverse incoming candidates yeah. and and hires. Uh, but this is of course not only, you know, our decision. Essentially, it's it's not our decision most of the time. Yeah. At the end of the day, so keeping. Be keeping people accountable, uh, making sure that we in uh, recruiting to design the processes that are, uh, you know, um, not as biased or not biased or uh, have the least bias uh, possible. Um, but but companies also have to have this in their like in the core of their culture. It mm-hmm. cannot be just a nice slogan that is out there. We are we care about DEI And we've yeah. done trainings uh, for all our managers and top top. That's mm-hmm. it. But really, really care about this, and whatever that means for yeah. a company, do something. Mm. Find ways to do something f- yeah. about it, yeah. because I think at, at um, if we like, if women right now kind of were banned from working whatsoever, everything would collapse. Like the whole system oh, yeah. would literally 100%, completely 100%. collapse.
1: No, we have so much masculinity on all levels, and like I feel like you know the feminine energy is rising more and more, but we are so much not there yet and, and like The whole economy can benefit so much from this just from more female influence overall Exactly, we and we will this go is... in a very good Direction and
0: this is additive. I think that yeah. the, the popular fear is oh, women are gonna steal men's jobs yeah. This is not yeah. true. Yeah. It's it's absolutely additive and Also, if if you think about it, um, um, not if you think about it, sorry. I mean, if you read uh, through some studies, they have shown that the higher the equality, the higher the national income, the higher the the standard of living. Exactly. And this does not affect men. This is joint, right? Yeah. Gross national product and um, domestic product. And um, yeah. through history like in the 1970s we had all these women started working Mm. in the in Western European countries and also in the US and this is exactly this is directly what created these countries uh, so powerful as they are right now
1: yeah 100% so
0: yeah um, I think we should all we could all benefit from from this or or we would for sure and we all need to just kind of Join the movement totally,
1: and I think it would definitely. I don't know studies about this, but it would definitely make all men and women healthier (laughs) because it would introduce, you know, like a just better balance of, you know, even communication. And I think also on a man level, if we just observe like a male group, there's a lot of pressure there, you Mm -hmm. know, all this toxic masculinity, like everybody's, you know, fighting. And everybody is uh, the best and like kind of this competition, which is very unhealthy. At I think even even men who don't want
0: it or yeah, don't like it, yeah. they kind of have to join in they on this. To. And also yeah. this testosterone kind of, you know, is, is spread out to everyone and yeah. they're just riled up and they want yeah. to um, do this. And women bring definitely... I would say, like more reason, contrary to what everyone says, that women are more emotional. They, Mm. I think that if you have a a more balanced um, group of people in any type of organization, it's, you know, it's reduced reduced risk. It's it's more transparency. It's better treatment of people. Mm. It's better, um, you know, there's more uh, focus on environment and sustainability. Yeah, all these things are. Great, yeah, and we want also to have improved performance, reduced yeah. risk, and all these things. Yeah. So, why why would you fight something like that?
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And maybe we might be politically incorrect by <laughs> naming just men and women, but I would say no. female-identifying people or people
0: with feminine energy, <laughs> because in the end that's what it is, right? Yeah, it's no, like definitely. And and when we we talk now about. Um, uh, women, because because that was that was the topic, but definitely this includes every yeah. every everyone yeah. um, on uh, all the spectrums and yeah, yeah. Mm. it's a very 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 long answer <laughs> but, but uh, yeah
1: very very interesting to hear your perspective it's super super insightful. Okay. Um, so I'm going to jump in, jump to something different yeah let's go <laughs> uh, you love singing and you have a completely uh, divine voice oh <laughs> it's always so, so nice to listen to you sing and I uh, know this is a big passion of yours and um, what does this
0: represent in your life yeah this um, so when you send me the questions I had to like reflect a little bit and I, I thought of this and I realized that yes I mean it has been my passion for a very long time I am when I was a kid, I used to spend a lot of time in front of the mirror, like performing and singing and dressing up and kind of dreaming of becoming a star. But I think uh, that since then, the role of singing has really changed, right? So um, there's this thing of, you know, growing up a little bit. And, and, and when I started performing in front of the audience, when I was a teenager, I realized, ooh, you know, I'm I'm kind of... Um, <laughs> there no, was nothing. No, no, I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> in my yeah. in my thoughts but I am not a, I'm not this kid anymore there are expectations there are internal expectations external expectations and um, in the beginning it was really sometimes a torture to sing in front of people because I would choke I would choke on my own insecurities and yeah. wow. it took me a lot of time to get to be comfortable on stage and, and um, not to choke and um it, that's why I think, you know, I, I don't dream of becoming a you know famous singer or star, so that's, it's, it's not in my stars. <laughs> but, hmm,
1: I don't know. I um, mean, <laughs> uh, let's not exclude this from the start We're not
0: excluding it, but yeah. I also think it would, like, maybe, I don't want to say ruined, but not be maybe beneficial yeah, 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 for the yeah, relationship yeah, with yeah, singing yeah. that
1: I have. I think it's, it's very interesting what you say, because I read this book, I think it was... Um, Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic, mm-hmm. it's right there, <laughs> and uh, it said, treat your passion, like, as this lover, instead of your <laughs> husband, or whatever, mm-hmm. like, your, your constant partner, meaning, like, you know, keep it as your, you know, passion, and yeah. kind of make out with it, and so on, but, you know, you don't want to rely on it yeah and maybe you don't want to I don't know um, put all this pressure on it let's put it this way exactly I don't think necessarily it has to be one or the other but there's definitely a great point <laughs> to be taken out of N- this
0: no for sure and I think so with with singing and me it's more like I do it because I enjoy it because I love it because for me it's kind of like a like, on one hand, it's a celebration of love, of new beginnings, of all the great things, but it's also a healing mechanism. And for me, it mostly has been a healing mechanism through go, to go through some, you know, sad times or, or losses or grief and things like that. Um, and it's the, it's it's kind of a way to connect to myself, but also to connect to others, which mm. I love, especially with my close ones. Yeah. Um, and... Um, just to be free and be creative. And I think, you know, we're just we forget to create just for the sake of enjoying what we're creating. not yeah. just like, oh, this has to be perfect and everyone will hear it. And yeah. and it's so much work. I used to, you know, post some things on YouTube and mm-hmm. it drained me and I didn't enjoy it because I was like, oh, I'm so nervous. How is this gonna turn out? Oh my mm-hmm. God, I have to do all this work. At the end of the day, when I'm singing in my bathroom, yeah. I might record it, I might not, yeah. but it's just for me, yeah. or maybe if it's you know, with for sharing with others, that's also fine. But, um, just being with it, yeah, I love it so much. And it's, yeah, I also thought like when I explored my values, uh, wh- one of the core values that I have is joy, and mm-hmm. that was like completely, um, the, the music is a huge part of it, so yeah. that's.
1: I think it's so beautiful um prioritizing joy in our lives because yeah. i think it's not taken seriously no, yeah. enough we just like forget that we are supposed to enjoy this we're supposed to enjoy the journey it's not about you know the end results because they don't bring happiness like it's you know i need you need to you need to be happy living your life not like
0: arriving somewhere because it's not like you're always going to want more right yeah like well, yeah. whatever you reach it's it, yeah uh, my, my milestones are good goals are great right yeah. we're not saying yeah. that yeah. you shouldn't do all these things but enjoying um, day-to-day things as well I mean yeah yeah you talked about yeah. gratitude as well so yeah, yeah
1: totally yeah. and because we're talking about this now and you shared when I was exploring my values mm-hmm. and I'm very very proud of you it's been just so amazing look watching you grow um these past months years and uh, doing a lot of inner work and healing and um, yeah things like this so do you want to share about this journey and um, what practices have um, helped you um, grow
0: yeah yeah it's it's been like the last three years <laughs> i've like, been such a roller coaster but kind of cool and I mean, thank you for being there for this whole thing. It's oh, it's been it's yeah. A, it's a my pleasure and honor
1: being here. <laughs> it's
0: such a great support and also inspiration, and um, I mean, I think it's been very hard at times, very exciting at times, right? So all the different feelings that you can that you can feel. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, also shout out to my therapists and my hypnotherapists for helping me with many things as well. And um
1: I think you shared lately with me how much you appreciate the women in your life oh my and God, this yes. circle of women that you're building around yourself, which
0: is a big support. And it's incredible. I would not have, yeah, been able to kind of go through through everything without my friends my family and people that i'm paying to help me but they're all women so (laughs) it's like perfect um so i I think what was the question like yeah the journey well yeah i mean and uh, you know i i don't know um in in how much detail we go here but maybe you know when it comes to practices or so i don't think i don't think i do anything radical right so i'm I try to meditate as much as I can to be more consistent with sports. I um, try to practice gratitude, and um, this has been very tough in the beginning. Like, how do I start with this? But now it's it's coming. It's coming there. Mm-hmm. Um, what did I do? I, I went back to reading because for me it refocuses me at like on, on one on one hand. And on the other hand, it fires my, up my imagination, depending on if I'm reading a fiction or a nonfiction book, and, and so on. And learning about myself and others, so then you can kind of um, grow from that as well. Um, Tarot, I think Mm -hmm. we uh, both do this. And for me, it's such a great tool for, like one reflection, right? Like what has happened. But also, um, I think I'm a little bit of a recovering control freak. (laughs) And (laughs) it's still there. But if I play out different scenarios, you know that come out out of tarot for tarot for example Mm -hmm. we're talking about just to mention
1: tarot cards reading i don't know maybe people don't know what this is, (laughs) but maybe most people know by now i don't know it's becoming popular so true yeah (laughs) Yeah. i mean if you don't know yeah there's 72 cards yeah Yeah. and you can just and they represent different situations that can happen in Mm -hmm. life kind of and so you basically there are different ways to spread the cards to draw some cards and you just intuitively kind
0: of read a certain situation in your life yeah right based yeah. on also what the card represents and the yeah. imagery and, and and so on it's super interesting um but for me it's also been like okay how how would the situation make me feel how would i react to it and things yeah. like this so um, yeah. it's very yeah very interesting it's also kind of like a conversation starter with your friends. Honestly. It also is, right? Because
1: sometimes, yeah, sometimes we're like, oh, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. And then we read the cards and then we start talking much deeper about things that we wouldn't have maybe, you know, went into yeah. without
0: this This is exactly what happened. So last night I met with a with friend mm-hmm. before you joined <laughs> <laughs> and I read her cards and like the first one was 10 of swords which Mm. is like you know 10 swords in you (laughs) kind of a very (laughs) tough one and I was like okay I don't know that anything in her life is so bad and I kind of interpreted what the card means and she was like yeah I actually feel a lot like a failure when it comes to you know I had these goals of I don't know I'm gonna lose weight or I'm gonna be more consistent with sports and things like that. And mm. I've done none of this in the past month. And I feel
1: mm. a little bit
0: kind of like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And yeah. and I don't I don't know if she would have told me this yeah. if it wasn't for yeah. this. But then we kind of, mm. you know, then the whole story came through it, um, through the cards that, I mean, it's fine. Oh, you start so... over and yeah. that's it. It's I love it fine. so much. I got goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> no, because this is so
1: healing, you know, just sharing those things and very often yeah we won't like start the conversation because it's tough it's tough even with the people that are your closest friends sometimes it's tough to start a conversation like this oh you know i've been feeling down because of this yeah it
0: it takes a lot to be vulnerable even with yeah with your closest friends and um and yeah, so terror, terror is amazing. Check it out yes. <laughs> if you haven't. Um, but um, when I when I thought about this this topic, um, I want to share two things uh, that were for me beneficial. Cause I think mm-hmm. in the end it always depends on yeah what is good for you. Um, and one thing was um, like shifting focus to myself when it comes to decisions when it comes to well, most of the things in my life, right? And this and, and like why for me, because I'm a, you know, a complete people pleaser and I'm still very much struggling with that. But, you know, doing a conscious effort to um, to do the decision, to, to make any decision based on what I value or mm-hmm. what is it that I need or what do I stand for. Uh, also it, it helps leaning on the on the values to have these tough conversations of tar- or tough decisions cuz i also mm-hmm. hate conflict so mm-hmm. like all of this really helped me prioritize myself yeah. and i think it's super important it's tough for yeah. me but yeah. it's yeah. important um and uh, i yeah. have a huge
1: respect for this <laughs> and there was a recent situation in your life where you took a tough decision where mm-hmm. you put your values first and i just like I was impressed and uh, I just had a big respect and love for you for being able to do this work and figure out what is important for you and, you know, like putting it first. And so often we we just don't do this Mm -hmm. and we keep carrying on with things and keep tolerating situations that
0: That are not good for good for us yeah well so i recently heard someone say like i would kind of rather adjust to to someone's absence in my life than stay kind of in this place of not being valued respected and loved enough right Mm -hmm. and that is exactly it i think as 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 tough as some some decisions and things are uh as much as they you know break your heart or whatever you need to do good by you in the end right you need to know who you are what you deserve and um, what also this this person can give you right yeah Uh, and if it's not it then yeah
1: and like what is what is yeah for you just yeah realizing this and you know like changing your environment taking that decision when you know something is not for you or something else
0: is for you, yeah, true, yeah, yeah, so that's 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 very important, and um, this is like maybe I don't know, controversial, you know, a lot of people talk about discipline and you have to do this, but for me, it's been being gentle with myself, right? So, kind of listening to what my body, what my mind needs, and um, this means. You know, whatever the, all the things that I mentioned before, like I don't know if I'm dumping all my thoughts on my poor journal or mm-hmm. do I need to do it because um, this is one of the practices or am I going to the gym or whatever. I would not do any of those things if they don't feel right. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to go to the gym and do like a super tough workout if I feel like if I feel low in energy and if I feel like staying in bed and eating some food would be mm-hmm. just what I need. Yeah uh just because you should go to the gym yeah. and you should yeah. and you planned yeah. it and yeah. whatever no yeah i mean it doesn't it doesn't feel right i'm not going to do it and i'm like this example is is on purpose because for me especially and i think for many women is uh, you know we have a lot of different body image issues from mm. from wherever um it's very hard to i don't know not think of food as a reward for good and hard work well done right or not work out for health but work out for being skinny hopefully we are going getting out of this but
1: for but sure it, it's still uh, an issue
0: it's yeah. still there and yeah. like for me it takes such a you know effort to actually be okay with this mm. um but yeah I, I i give my best and and i think we all and i definitely do like have the, the self-destructive behavior still ob- mm, yeah. obviously yeah, and i everybody you know have have times where i want to escape yeah. reality because yeah. it's so freaking hard yeah and i do it yeah and and that's also the part yeah, of the me too. i mean
1: i think everybody has these mechanisms and many times you don't realize it but yeah. they're there they're just different for everyone maybe it's uh food and maybe it's maybe it's even exercise for somebody yeah actually you're right
0: like it's true it can be anything but it's fine right like Mm. we we have to be able to make mistakes we have to be okay with not being perfect and we have to be okay with being like no today i'm not gonna do like learn anything new and I'm not going to improve myself in any way and I'm still going to be fine Yeah, because I also have to be in the present, right? And as long as, I don't know, tomorrow I decide to start over Mm. and I don't give up and like, you know, hide myself in my bed for the rest of the days, it's fine.
1: Yeah, 100%. I agree so much. And for me, it's been a big thing too, starting to listen to my body. There was this big transition in my life a few years back when I started practicing yoga and when I started getting into mindfulness when I realized oh wait like my body is actually speaking to me you know it's not like just a vessel (laughs) yeah exactly it's not just like you do just uh, there's only one way to go for things just you work out or you don't work out and like working out is good and not working out is not good but no there are different days there are different times where there are cycles there are cycles exactly. exactly and the whole life is a cycle and the month is a cycle especially for female uh, for f- yeah bodies yeah. Um, and uh, you can act co- corresponding to this what is going on within yourself Absolutely. and this is good and maybe today you want to crawl up in bed and tomorrow you wake up a better person because you took rest exactly
0: and not comparing, like, this is, this is what, what is like a big enemy of a lot of people is like, mm. you know, I don't know, there are girls who go to the gym every day, it doesn't matter of their mm. period, I'm like, well, maybe they don't have the pain that I have, yeah right? Exactly. Like, yeah. I can't move on my first day, I mean,
1: I'm yeah, here, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also realize that everybody's, you know, showing most of the time their best Self, yeah, exactly to the world so a, lo- a little bit of vulnerability would make all of our lives better but yes. it's not always there many times people don't talk about their vulnerability, so it kind of makes this impression of you know this perfect perfect, perfect life yeah and it doesn't exist and um, making yourself aware of this more often <laughs> It's very, very good actually. Exercise surrounding yourself with even more people who share such things.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but I think this this kind of, you know, self development um, thing is is growing so massively right now that uh, I don't know. Every second person I hear is like going ice cold bathing in the Danube um, and like um, I don't know have to go to the gym four times a week and like i have to read five books a month and like yeah, it's you true. don't have to do anything yeah, you don't have to yeah and it's it's also okay. you do cold showers yourself <laughs> 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 i do but um yeah, in winter it's, it's, it's uh, very tough.
1: But Actually, I, you inspired me to do it in winter as well. Because I was doing it in summer only, and then you were like, wait, but if it's not in winter as well, you're not doing anything. And actually, now I was maybe pushed by someone to say this. Someone helped me at gunpoint. I don't know. But it did actually inspire me. And now, most days, I do take cold showers in winter. Okay. It's. Yeah not all days you know again yeah like it's like most days and then some days i'm like
0: yeah no no exactly so whatever your body says like it's okay yeah i can handle this or i can't handle this Uh, so
1: and Milly, so you and me (laughs) have something in common that uh, we've uh, lived in a few different countries Mm. and you've been in milan and then you moved to austria and your family is still back in Serbia, so I was wondering what is home for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think
0: anyone who's kind of <laughs> moved or doesn't really live where they grew up ask themselves this question and I was torn for many years actually, like you know, I felt, oh, but my heart is kind of scattered around the world and you know, where am I, who am I, of course you have these existential <laughs> questions, but um, it's gonna sound very cheesy, but I think as long as you make kind of home in within yourself, with uh, within the the love that you hold for all these people wherever they are, that way you can you can kind of feel like home at so many different places that it doesn't even matter in the end. So yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Yeah, I love this answer. What about you? Oh. Mm. <laughs> this is about you
1: now <laughs> okay no i'm happy to say um what it is about me and uh, i would say it's very similar to what you say i feel like my life is being enriched by all the people that i know in yeah. austria whatever there is around the world and i feel like home becomes the place where there are people that you love yeah and so it's like home is here and home is uh, there and in Bulgaria and I don't know in Thailand yeah (laughs) Um, where there is something of yourself that you you gained you grew uh, you got enriched by something and this becomes home you carry it within yourself and within your heart exactly what
0: that's beautiful yeah that's very much similar Mm -hmm. I like that
1: yeah and um I wanted to ask you what is a thing that you're proud of. I actually had this. I mean, I'm not gonna bias you, actually, just (laughs)
0: I'm just gonna ask. Okay. (laughs) This is um, when I saw this question, I was like, ah, (laughs) Dessie, This is so hard because I think I've I've realized, um, especially over the, the years when I started working, it's so hard for me to. To kind of receive praise and appreciation yeah. i'm always like eh, downplaying it or mm-hmm. nah it's not that big of a deal and things like that but i think i yeah i need to give it to myself and so i'm gonna Thanks. you know use <laughs> this 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 time to do that um i think whatever you know all the things that we discussed and the work that i've done um i'm very proud very proud of that i mean my my perfectionist self wants to say. You have still so much work to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, of course I do. But I'm very proud of like you know who I am right now and, and where I'm headed, um, and kind of of um, I'm also very proud of the relationships that I have, the mm-hmm. friendships, the the family relationships, and um, and and the, the people that I've gathered as my you know support system and my inner circle.
1: Yeah,
0: and uh, I'm proud of how genuinely I care. For, for my people and i i hope that i, that I show that um, enough but I, I i really do try and um i think uh I, i've learned to step stand up for myself which um yeah we, we, we already talked yeah. about this but i'm very proud of this because yeah. for me this is very a very hard thing still um and i think yeah again maybe cheesy but i think' it's as many times as i've you know i don't know had a heartbreak or have gone through some things i still believe in love like very very much and i think that's um i'm very proud of that to still be there and not be like oh no i'm gonna be alone forever no i believe in love and i believe in in you you know you find your 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 person and um, so much i think in general like the strength that it took for me to fight some demons and do some things um, I'm very proud of that and um, I mean if I look back and I think you will agree with this making it on your own kind of in a, in a strange new country yes. as an expat and um, besides you know we had support of our family both financially mentally uh with all the love and everything that they gave us it still took a lot of courage yes 100 percent. Right? I mean, was tough you had to figure out all these things on your own and learn a new language and kind of like 100 yeah. percent. and though often we don't give
1: ourselves credit yeah. enough for this so absolutely yeah i'm I reflect on this too (laughs) sometimes and um, I love all the things that you said
0: thank you
1: (laughs) and I am proud of you for all those things as well thank you because it's been just uh, beautiful to be by your side and I think we've we've both and I mean in our friend circle we've watched each other grow oh yeah and it's been amazing and I just appreciate so much the friendship and us being able to be there and hear each other through the changes in our lives because we we have changed and oh, it's yes. and it is the most normal and beautiful thing and uh, yeah it leads me to my <laughs> next question which <laughs> yeah. is about friendship because it is so hard to keep those friendships and to build friendships also in your later in life as mm-hmm. opposed to, I don't know, when you're a high school student or yeah. when you're very young in, I don't know, your early 20s as opposed to, yeah, your late 20s, your early 30s mm-hmm. or whatever, just later in life. I think the, the later also very often, the, the harder it is and uh, what is your take on mm-hmm. this?
0: Yeah, I think so. I have been like super blessed with amazing friendships over the years, right? Like, I mean, I have friends mostly women, though, but um, I have friends that I've known for more than 20 years, I have friends that I've known for, I don't know, two, three. Um, and I have to say, like, for me, the concept hasn't really changed much, and like, I haven't had huge disappointment thankfully in these this area of my life um mm. again very blessed um but um i think what what has changed so the, the concept i mean you know i still love to have fun with my friends i still love to have deep talks with my friends and it's you know we're there to support each other through bad times to celebrate the good times and that's like the basis of everything um but um what has changed is is the appreciation right and the Mm -hmm. gratitude that Mm -hmm. i have for Mm -hmm. for these relationships for for what we have been through for the memories for the all the support that we give one another for you know appreciation for how amazing these people are. You know who are they becoming? They're becoming parents now, right? Some of them. Yeah. Some of them are becoming business owners, right? Yeah. And um, and I, they are my friends. I'm lucky to call them my friends. And 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 yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm like I'm having goosebumps right now. Yeah, but I think too, I wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be half the person that I am without like yeah. without people or in, yeah. my, in, li- in my in my in my life, my friends and. Nor could I have kind of like, you know, navigated these tough waters of being heartbroken, sad, um, depressed, whatever, yeah. we, without them. So definitely, I, I so much more appreciate uh my, my friendships. But I think you are right. And I mean we I, I sent you this poem by, by Rupi. You did. Um, it was lovely. It was lovely, but we yeah. also agreed that we don't really completely we agree. Did. Yeah. Right? Yeah we did.
1: And I think we've must have done something right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because obviously it's normal for things, you know, to not be is good anymore you know when you get get older which it was kind of addressed
0: in this poem yeah yeah she it's called friendship nostalgia if anyone wants to read it but i think we don't maybe also um like most of our friends here don't have like kids let's say or things like that right so maybe that also plays Mm -hmm. within that but um it it is true that it's harder right i think it definitely requires more more patience more mutual understanding more um, you know conscious um, uh, sacrifice if Mm. needed love and and all this to make these friendships stay at the same level as they were Um, but it's not I don't think for at least for our group it's not that hard like you know we don't have to book a coffee three weeks in advance we are very still spontaneous Yeah. Yeah. yeah But it you know I, I think I have a lot of friends as you do probably back home and that that is a bit harder right there you have the distance there you have like getting out of touch because life yeah, goes uh, yeah, different exactly. ways you have different people around you obviously so on on for these friendships I always felt like they are unbreakable I've known these people for 20 plus years and I and I still think they are kind of unbreakable but I also am very often trying to really find time to mm-hmm. communicate to reach out to ask to whenever I'm there to spend time which is not easy yeah. considering you know if I go for yeah. a week yeah. to yeah. see it everyone but um, yeah I hope that by, by this age uh, we know who is worth the energy and commitment and sacrifice and and then we do it because um, it is super important to nurture, nurture these, right? Um, exactly. Yeah. I
1: think you've made such a great point with appreciation, because I think this is ah uh, like one of the most important things and one of the biggest things for me that I feel like having grown in this sphere. Mm-hmm. Just appreciating my life right now and like appreciating every day. I try to in the evening just take a moment to appreciate what happened today who i had you know like a touch point with maybe i talked to a friend and it was a really nice conversation and touched my heart and by the evening i've forgotten about it i'm like oh my god this was a huge blessing and just thinking about this you know every day appreciating it i think it's a big thing and also communicating it with the other person because this often is kind of like taken for granted but it is
0: I love it. like mm-hmm. I think you and I do this very well, and I just really enjoy our messages. Like, oh, I, lo- I love how we did this and did that. I know this <laughs> yeah. was so good, yeah. but even if you feel like maybe this person knows that yeah. I enjoy their company, yeah. but it's so nice to say yes.
1: say these things. Yes, exactly. Um, it just makes your your life better. It gives you joy. <laughs> it gives you joy. That's true. <laughs> Why would we spare joy another person? <laughs> Let's spread it around.
0: And I think yeah um another thing that I that I thought of here um is is basically what has been a theme for this year for me is like um developing friendship with yourself with mm-hmm. with myself mm-hmm. 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 okay. could you tell me more about this <laughs> don't really think of right i mean in my early 20s i i didn't really have a relationship with myself no. right i didn't mm-hmm. know who i was mm-hmm. i was afraid of being alone not afraid but i kind of like what am I gonna do alone? Like it's yeah. boring. Yeah, um, and and of course sometimes I'm still like, oh, I'm bored. But I've had uh, moments this year where I was alone and I was like, oh my god, I'm actually cool. I'm so oh! much fun, you know. <laughs> I want I want to be with myself. <laughs> I love this. And mm-hmm. and so this was a big surprise for me as a like a super extroverted person that is always surrounded by people to be like. Nah, I'm good. I'm gonna stay home tonight. Yeah, yeah. um, so that's that's very important. I mean, of course, this comes with a little bit of exploring yourself, learning about yourself. Some people do it later, some people do it earlier. Um, you know, but whenever Mm -hmm. I think try to develop a friendship with yourself and, um, and also talk to yourself as a friend, right? Yes, yes, not only, yeah, not only be, be, um, gentle and good with your friends and I mean we've all known this sometimes you look in the mirror you're like "Oh, disgusting and you would never say this to your exactly. friend exactly yeah so yeah. yeah absolutely
1: yeah I practice this too and yeah it is a game changer also, and it requires a lot of effort still for me but yeah it does actually about your point about being bored my dad was saying when we were very young uh, children uh, intelligent people are not bored or something like Mm -hmm. this because we would be like kids and we'd be like, yeah, I'm bored. and (laughs) So he would say, like, you can always come up with something interesting to do, you know, you're not bored, like, even if you're by yourself. And this kind of stuck with me, so, yeah. But I definitely really realized it and learned it later Mm, later. in life.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I think um, it just takes a lot of exploration to and freedom to get to this oh, what am I going to do right now? Well, I can, I don't know um, start repainting my flat just because I want to, I don't know, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, Figuring out that you are like an adult that can at this point I can just step on this. I mean, maybe not on your table. Maybe you'll kill me, but you know you can do just whatever. a little bit <laughs> Whatever you want <laughs> and make it fun for yourself. Yeah, dance in front of the mirror again. Yeah, that's yeah my 100 uh, percent. Yeah,
1: move your body, make some music, um, sing, sing. Yes, uh, oh, I loved your point about singing being a healing oh, yeah. force from before. Really, is there something else that you want to share? Something that you feel like
0: sharing with the community? Uh, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I think just, yeah, maybe spread kindness, be kind, and 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 love, and that's 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 it. That that's what brings joy in the end, and that's my my theme of um, life at the moment. How however hard it is, um, I love it.
1: Yeah. Do you have um, advice or a resource, a podcast, something that you can suggest?
0: Mm. For a book, maybe? What uh, for?
1: Topic? For anything, if there's something that comes to mind
0: right now. I mean, uh, honestly, you know that I've been a big fan of Brene Brown, so any book yeah, by Brene yeah. Brown for me is... Um, yeah, read it mm. um, Daring Greatly and The Atlas of the Heart maybe were my fave favorites um, and then um, I guess if you want to read some of the things that I've been mentioning about women in work you can read the, the Linda um, Scott Cost of Sexism it's a good mm. book sometimes it gets a little bit too much into numbers but it's, it's um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. quite interesting yeah i guess um reading Kaur again and mentioning her but yeah. also um her new book that i started is called healing through words mm. i think it's called like that where you are actually writing and is it out now it's out oh. and it's absolutely oh, amazing yeah, i know that you got this now i remember yeah yeah, yeah. so awesome get into writing some crea- creative writing and oh, it I really like heals this. so yeah that's that <laughs> thank you so
1: much. Billie. Thank you for having me, Desi. Oh, it has I been enjoyed it so good having you. I loved it. Thank you so much for sharing everything that you shared. I'm sure that it will be very, very inspiring for someone I mean, on the other side.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. But I really just enjoyed the conversation yeah, and too. Um, our our chat. And thank you for having me. Yes, it was a pleasure. Where can people get in touch with you? Um Instagram, LinkedIn. Um okay. I think we can share yeah, that. we can share that in uh, the notes. Yes, I'm happy to, you know, chat about any of these topics. Awesome. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you.
1: Thank you so much for joining this conversation as always please follow the podcast on spotify and rate it on apple podcasts join the conversation on instagram at i am and let me know what else you would like to hear and till next time